So it's come down to two things. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Me in my casual winter wear. Now imagine position like my casual winter wear. It's come down to two things according to the general public. Either I am a cool auntie <laughs> or a cool supply teacher. Slash librarian. Cool supply teacher was a comment I saw under the 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 gymquisition you did, and I mean I don't I don't think it's a million miles off of the energy. I could see you working behind a desk at a requisitions of some kind for sure. I mean that seems to be the it's a big part of it's undoubtedly the the glasses I have. They're very big and thick, um, and I do enjoy them a lot. But yeah, that seems to be on one side you've got your cool aunt slash someone who someone also said a soccer mum, but the one who brings Capri Suns for everyone. <laughs> okay, all right. Why can't it be both? Yeah. Why can't you be both the cool aunt? And the supply. The supply aunt. I keep getting the, the, the mental image of you behind some kind of desk where you would have to be dealing with bureaucracy, and you're the person that someone comes up to your desk and you're like, look, I know this is all nonsense. I'll 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 get you around the system. We'll we'll get we'll get you through. Don't worry oh. about all of this terrible nonsense. And cheeky little wink, the little We'll take care of you. Yeah. The real joke is that you actually in reality have no idea how any of these systems oh, work. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> you just sat behind the desk. I managed to crash the entire book industry at a librarian's desk. That's how good I am at the system. I mean, the the main point I'm trying to make here is is the overarching point that others made who were less polite than the the. Well, I say less polite, more gauche, and let's face it, more honest than those comparing me to a, a you know a cool aunt slash soccer mom slash librarian slash uh, supply teacher. Um, I quite looked like the ones who just skipped straight to the core of the matter and said, I'm a MILF! <laughs> well, and that's really what you want to be. When you, when you look in the mirror, you want to think, now that's a MILF. Yes, yes. I, I basically, whenever I'm out, I want people to look at me and say, now there is one, that is one hot trash MILF. <laughs> So I've got exciting news on the podcast this week Ooh. that is about games that aren't video games. Oh, we're we talking about tactile interactions. We're talking about tactile interactables. That PR person who sent me the very apologetic nervous email, they followed through. I am now the proud owner of Cumface Game. Proud? Is proud the word we would use? Look, I'm using the word proud because otherwise I have to face things about myself. That, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to have to face the shame. So I'm going to tell myself I'm proud. Would you like to hear the sound this thing makes? Because it makes a hell of a sound. I have heard this sound already, and I look forward to hearing it again. Okay, ready? Uh, I'm going to pop it right up near the mic. That's the sound it makes. I think it was so loud that Zoom actually, like, cut the volume down. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't make it out. Because we heard the first stroke, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that Zoom's better? like, yeah, oh, that's oh, better. Well, I got a couple pumps out of that. I mean, it'll be in the in the final edit, clear as day, but... If you can't hear it, it sounds like a super soaker. It does. It is 100% just a fucking super soaker. Well, they used to call me the super soaker in London, specifically because I made that noise. <laughs> it wasn't because when it was better, it was not when I was involved. It was significantly worse. I have it over here. I'm just going to occasionally pump it until it decides to to, to just go squirting everywhere. They used to say that about me in London, yes. <laughs> I'll say this up front. 
I'm a little disappointed by the amount it squirts. This is uncanny. Were you there? (laughs) So, like, it's fairly forceful. I'll give it that. It's clearly building up a decent amount of pressure. But, like, considering this is billed as something for, like, you know, bachelorette parties and that sort of thing, I was imagining enough liquid that, like, if I filled this with booze, I could have a shot of alcohol squirted in my mouth. And it's not that much. It's enough to wet your whistle, and it's enough if it gets on your face, you're gonna need a towel to just dry yourself off. It's gonna be a little embarrassing that you're all covered in whatever you filled it with. You couldn't just, like, like have it really splaff off on one's tits. <laughs> now, <laughs> I've never been to a hen party, so I don't... I don't know, but it's always sort of been my assumption that a lot of this stuff was sort of aimed at making people feel a little bit stupid and underwhelmed. I mean, probably... Probably. Like, isn't that sort of the the point of a hen party is to prepare you for a very long, seemingly intractable period of being somewhat underwhelmed? Conrad, we need to have a word about your projection on this show. (laughs) Because it's getting to a point. (laughs) It it sounds like you're suggesting they've deliberately given this not a very particularly good amount of squirting so that (laughs) you'll be prepared for your future penis-having partner to not have a particularly... Virulent load. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Virulent? Did you say virulent load? <laughs> virulent I load. Did, I don't know if I've used that word right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you could have said prodigious. You could have said voluminous. You could have said all sorts of other. You, you not, went with virulent. I'm going to be honest. I was a bit distracted by the fact this thing squirted in my face when I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> thrown me off it's thrown me off of my game for a second because it's not a lot of liquid but if it hits you in the eye unexpectedly at force it is kind of surprising yeah i would imagine it's like we call it the grapefruit effect <laughs> i impulse bought one of those last week <laughs> yes. i'm gonna have to sit here for god knows how long waiting for something that isn't going to even make my tits damp again again now i do want to point out <laughs> <laughs> There's enough here to, to mildly dampen a tip. Mildly. I well, want to be soaked. I, <laughs> I want to feel like one of them things what have dipped their heads in the wax near the end of Dark Souls oh. 3. It's not a great pull. You've gone through all the effort to have them. You want them you covered. Exactly. How's about this? You get someone else around with a super soaker. So when this thing does a little squirt, you're like, aha, there's my cue. And they give you the big squirt. Lying back on my shoulders and my neck and trying to walk up the wall doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, now I have this thing in my office where every now and then I just go, I just get squirt myself in the face with this. Brilliant. <laughs> That's, that's, I mean, that's always sort of been my... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's literally part of my Twitch business model, actually. I've got little yeah. plastic xenomorphs to do it, and I bet they do it. I'm going to do that. That's going to be a comparison for me. I'm going to compare the load of cum squirting game to the load of my um, aliens figurines. <laughs> we'll have a squirt off. Fuck. The ultimate squirty play. It's going to be a great time over here. Oh, God, uh, I'm, so, I'm so bored. <laughs> Welcome to Podquisition. It's a video game podcast, maybe? Question mark? 
I guess that's what it is. Yeah. There's a lot of question marks, that's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of questions. Yeah. I mean, the, the questions and tits all answered the question I had on the Jimquisition. Oh, is this the question about when your tits are forbidden? Yeah. 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 So this is a thing that, like, I, I had a similar query many years ago and did some research because there is the, the, the wonderful question when someone uh, transitions, which is, at what point are my my nipples forbidden? At what yeah. point do I have to have a shirt on or I get kicked off of Facebook? When are my tits not allowed? That was the, the big question. Yeah. That's the biggest question I've ever had about transition is when are my tits not allowed? Yeah, so it's a clearer answer if you're talking about like, hey, if someone is like identifies as like a binary trans woman, it's a f- fairly easy question to answer in that most places will go, hey... You identify as woman now, tits are banned as of today. Doesn't matter, like, you you could have a completely flat top having not had any kind of um, hormone stuff and your chest would still be banned. Non-binary people! This is where I thought the loophole, this is where I thought I was getting my rebate. Yeah, you almost got there. So, uh, depending on where's term and conditions you look at, most of them don't acknowledge non-binary people exist. And for a <gasps> lot of places, that is the loophole. You can get away with, like, aha, non-binary tits. YouTube, the common wisdom is if you use the word girl or woman in regards to your non-binary identity, you probably have now got forbidden tits. Yeah, starting a video with the phrase real trash girl shit, I believe has sunk my battle tits. Indeed, that that, that wonderful phrase now means you don't get to flash your tits, unless you do it in an educational format. So if you were to put a video up saying, hey, let me teach you about what HRT does, here's my tits. Once they're a bit bigger, I'll be able to use them to demonstrate the difference between what a billionaire has and what, you know, get Justin to take his shirt off, he can stand next to me, we'd be a billionaire and the average American worker. Somehow that'll, (laughs) somehow that'll be a thing. Somehow, what really gets me, though, is YouTube, one of the most pointless, regressive companies in the world, (laughs) nonetheless allows self-ID where many places don't, even if it is for a pointless draconian measure. Let anyone get their tits out forever! Exactly, exactly. It is silly and ridiculous. Here's the irony. I've had tits all my life. The moment they're not allowed, I want them out. Exactly, exactly. And like, it seems ridiculous that we live in a world where you could have a trans man who could be like, here are my tits. And that's completely like, most, they'll be like, yeah, that's fine. That's man tits. Whereas, you know, what, uh, trans woman tits? No, that's, that's, that's woman tits. It's just, why do we delineate? Tits are tits. Tits are tits. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> But at least you now get to tell people, you know, aha, my, my, my tits, oh no, you cannot see them, for my tits are forbidden. Damn right. Sec- secret tits. The forbidden tits. <laughs> Who's played a video game this week? Uh, I bet Conrad's played at least one. I did, well, I did play, I, I, I've played two. <gasps> yeah. Sweet. Which one do you want to start with? Well, let's... <sighs> So, somebody on Twitter... <laughs> yes, yeah, I know where we're going. As so many bad stories begin, somebody reached out to me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, both of these stories are, are somebody reached out to me, to me on Twitter stories. This, this was someone who reached out to both of us on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. With a, a game that they thought needed to be brought to our specific attention as something that we would need to talk about. Now, oh, no, not come ass game. <laughs> 
It's for people that learn to have a sit down when they're at a party. I mean, it's it's not far off. Yeah, that's that. I was. St- oh, I, yeah. oh, sorry. Allow me to smack my lips and sit down, eager. So they 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 had said that this game popped up at their recommended games on Steam. Mm-hmm. Okay. To which I have questions. Yeah, I don't know how what, what games you have to buy on Steam to get recommended this. Well, they said, oh, I think it was Cuphead. I was like, that's a likely story <laughs> because this is very clearly a Cuphead parody. It's it's called Cockhead. <laughs> Cockhead, did you say? Yeah, we like the head of a cock, like on a penis, like the head of a cock on a penis. A little helmet-shaped fella, just right on the end of the shaft. Yeah, yeah. that's it. The logo for the game is an angry sperm with a cigar oh. and a gold tooth, and that is a boss. Yeah, right. Sorry, let me just—it's oh, been a while. But sper- sperm is short for spermatozoa, which actually comes out of a knob. That's yeah. correct. Um, at the point of sexual issue, right? And is the uh, form of, uh, I guess you would say, bullet that is fired the projectile yeah. you use in combat? I see. You play as a cock with a gun that shoots sperm. Yeah, If if I tell you what, right? If I were to make one of hundreds of video games out in the world about a cock that fights, right? I think I would make it shoot spunk. Yeah. Like the hundreds. Like, like, Newgrounds.com, everyone. <laughs> and, and you have, in one word, summarized <laughs> this game. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we can't talk about this, though, without at the very least, like, reading the segment from the the Steam page, because it's a beauty. It is important that we uh, effectively convey what the intent is behind this, because you could get the wrong impression, and it should be clear. Okay, the About Game from the Steam page. Yeah. This is (laughs) Cockhead. Is a story about one of us. A story that could have happened to anyone. The story is that no one is born with balls of steel, but they can be gained by passing through numerous travails. Game does not have any sexual or erotic implication. Game have cartoon images of genitals, but they are used only as comic characters. Fair point. In our game, we do not hint, say, or show... Any sexual acts, penetrations, or other things with an erotic component. It's intriguing, but as we said, no more flash. Now, look, Jeff Bezos. Jeff, while while you're still in charge, first of all, that million would be great. Second of all, my tits are not for sexual purposes. So if I get them out on Twitch, I'm not doing... Don't demonetize me or anything, right? It's... It's for comic... They're cartoons! Well, I mean, if you want to get your tits out, I'm sure we can find you loopholes. I could get a plush sperm on the internet. I haven't even looked at one yet. I know I could get a selection. I will get a plush sperm. I will bring it in front of my webcam and I will smack my boobs against it all day long until Jeff Bezos gives me a million pounds. I got my schemes mashed together. So, it's a a Cuphead parody. It Mm. plays like a Newgrounds Flash game. Yeah. It's not 
super responsive. You have multi-directional aiming that sort of works some of the time unless you're trying to aim to the right. So you can aim to the right with a controller, but I couldn't get the jump function to work on a controller because you can remap the buttons on keyboard controls, but you can't remap them on a controller. Oh, I used Steam controller config to get around that. Uh, I, I messed around a bit and couldn't work out how to get it to work with a controller. I don't like the controls on a keyboard. They're fiddly as fuck. Well, I don't like the controls on controller either. It, yeah. Are, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not kidding. Getting to fire at an angle when aiming to the right is um, frustrating a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, also, the you know, in terms of having something that's supposed to provide directional aiming, the guns don't move on the character to indicate where they're going to yeah. fire until you have yeah. already fired a shot. And then the next shot may not go there because you've compensated. Uh, so that's frustrating. Um, it is playable. It has, ch- I, I struggle to say it has charm because they really loved drawing penises. Yeah. And, and I, you know, <laughs> there's, I mean, yeah. It, uh, yeah. If you want to play a game about anthropomorphized cocks, I would highly recommend you pl- you play. Um, oh, what's the fucking one called now? Um, oh, genital jousting, gentle joust. Yeah, yeah, genital jousting. The one that has a story mode that is like a really interesting um, breakdown of toxic masculinity told through penises. That's the one where you make the the knobs go into the ball bag bum holes of. Yeah, yeah, that one. I played that one. That's. <laughs> Yeah, it's got penises in it, definitely. Yeah, it has more yeah. enjoyable to play with penises than this. Yeah, oh yeah, this is not this is not enjoyable. It is a curiosity. Yeah. And it's a curiosity for a lot of reasons. Like, okay, so, I mean, the art, I, I can't say the art's bad. The art has a certain charm to it. The animations are poor, but those, that, that also in some instances, has a bit of charm to it, too. That I, like that much I can acknowledge. Yeah. You know, something I found endlessly amusing and entertaining about it, especially since it, it it's something that I observed uh, at the first stage of the game that I really struggled to get through. <laughs> One, uh, I'm going to read a little more of the description. Uh, the player will be served with the richest hand-drawn art, along with a classic platformer sauce, seasoned with gorgeous pieces in the big band style. Mm-hmm. Now to that, they're referring to the music, which is amazing because it indicates to me that nobody involved in any degree in the production of this game was fully competent at what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Be- and I say this because the music that they have used for this game is very clearly from a stock music website where you could, you know, purchase licensed tracks to use in, in, in your projects. And I know this because in the background of some of the songs, I can hear the web address water, audio watermark that's been applied <laughs> to tell me where I could purchase this music. But they have mixed it so poorly that I only can make out the dot com. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's perfect. One thing about this that I feel needs noting is that this game spent about six weeks in Steam Early Access before release, 
which means that like this is the no 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 we 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 need six weeks to finish it but we we just need to get this cock out there right right the fuck now i've been there uh things i uh i, I respect about it it sort of has a level skip, mm. which is kind of nice. If you get to be struggling on any of the boss fights, because you, I, I, I did like four boss fights. I managed to successfully complete one of them, and it wasn't that I didn't give them a fair shot or anything, you know, or try it once. And be like, ah, eh, fuck this. Um, you know, I'd give four or five goes before, but then you could go to the level select, and it will have the next stage unlocked for you. Yeah, uh, seemingly. Which I appreciated. It's like they knew their game was bad, and they're and 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 they were like, you know what? We want you to see this large, uh, bat-winged vagina that we have later in the <laughs> oh game. It's yes. important to us that you experience all the content, so we're going to provide a path for that. Now, up until yeah. this point, I've not been particularly interested. <laughs> bat-winged vagina, you say? Like, here's the thing: the fact that I could just jump around the level somewhat. I mean, I would not have cared if I had to bash my head against this terrible game and its bad controls trying to actually progress through it. But if I can just jump in and go, hey, what's this level about? Well, that was that was vaguely fascinating. Off I go to the next one. Made it so much more playable. You really did. Yeah, once I once I learned that I didn't have to, you know, because that's the other thing. The UI's terrible. It tells you nothing. Yeah. It is it's just bad design in so many ways mm. but here's the I, and i knew almost all of this before i spent four dollars and 19 american dollars on it how much four 19 it's currently 40 percent off yes it is on sale 40 percent off do not let this encourage you to purchase it joecartoon.com was free in 2000 conrad Conrad, I don't know if you know this. Did you know there's a sequel coming? Well, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. See, that was what actually put me over the edge to spend the money. Otherwise, I knew all of this, basically what I've said, just from having looked at the limited gameplay footage in the trailer. Yeah. But I wanted to know how you could be so enchanted with what you have made here that you are now proceeding to make a larger world franchise with your next title being a visual novel. Well, this is what I was going to say is I'm watching the trailer and I'm I'm more interested in this because yeah. the worst thing about Cockhead is the actual gameplay. And I'm like, you know what? I could totally get on board with a silly visual novel about... About some cocks going on an adventure, and you know, I was going to. Cr I was for the first few levels. I was pr I was feeling pretty critical of their idea that this was telling a story because it really just does feel like a lot. It's vaguely connected levels, but as it develops over uh, time, it's like you know, shit happens here. Like it's not deep, but it is conveyed without dialogue. Mm. Um, it's just through the events that happen and. They're trying. They're inexplicably trying. Can I tell you the best thing about the trailer for Cockhead Big Kahuna Bar? Oh, please do. I've been saying it for <laughs> ages wondering that. The voice acting in the trailer is actually pretty all right. They put some actual all right voice acting in the trailer. I'm just fascinated. The whole thing has me deeply curious. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to... 
I'm going to wind up playing that. I know yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play more Cockhead, but I will come back for its sequel. I've wishlisted it on Steam so I can find out when it comes out. Amazing. It's apparently coming out in April, so that's pretty soon. So yeah, that's, uh, that's Cockhead. Yeah, it's a very cocks and tits heavy podquisition so far this week, isn't it? It, it, it definitely is, yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've definitely uh, firmed that up. Well, the thing is... Paradoxically, we have both added to, and not added to at all, the number of tits that have been on this show. Tit math. (laughs) Tits. (laughs) Exactly! (laughs) Nora makes an excellent point. Uh, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Fucking hell. Uh, what have I been playing this week? Um, hang on, hang on. Uh, real quick. I do have one more Cockhead Big Kahuna Bar thing to... to yeah? Uh, because I'm looking at the store page for that, and it says, Is this game relevant to you? Similar to games you've played, Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Alright, sorry, go on, Chip. What, what did you play? The only reason I didn't laugh harder is because the moment you said that, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice came to my mind. <laughs> and I was ready. For some reason, I'd already decided that's what it was. And I was ready to just scream. Um, I played a bit of Hitman 3. Mm? Yeah. And by that, I mean I've walked around the first level. Let me tell you, my... I say my problem with Hitman, it's not my problem with Hitman as a game. It's my personal problem playing Hitman. Mm. Um, and this can be, best be summed up as an anecdote from this past weekend when Conrad was here helping me straighten out this um, office room. Thank you very much, Conrad. My pleasure. We had a bunch of boxes, cardboard boxes, to take apart, you know, all flatten and all that, take out to the trash. Conrad starts doing it. I'm like, I, I'm helping. <laughs> So I go and get my knife, go go get my, my little flicky knife, and then I... And I'm using my keys. He's using his keys, and I'm like, that ain't going to cut through a box. <laughs> I've seen already I made a, an error, because what I then proceeded to do was take this knife, and this is how I go through life. I cut each corner of the box down, from the top of the box down to the floor. Vroop, vroop. Vroop, vroop, so it just fell apart, apart flat, sort of. To produce panels of cardboard. Big panels of cardboard. Now, this is relevant to Hitman 3 insofar as that is how I think. For all my imagination in certain areas, I have no practical imagination. I can't look at a thing and, like, anything, and, and conceive anything but the most straightforward kicking over small children in my way method of getting it done. You tell me a box needs taken apart, I'll grab a knife and I'll take the fucking box apart. You tell me to get up those stairs to meet that woman and there are two guards in the way? (laughs) If I'm not shooting, I will stand there for 30 minutes staring, going, hmm, hmm. And eventually, I will come up with some Rube Goldberg's, like, situation. Like like I was thinking earlier, today, at the balcony outside, it's been snowing in Philly again. Now, if, if, if I'm not vigilant, the door on my balcony won't open. Because the, the snow is like, oh, it's like three feet deep. It's so big on my balcony. <laughs> we got about six inches. So, six whole inches, though, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how big Cumface game is, but... 
it'd be like a little sputtery fountain up the top of it, probably a little igloo. Um, anyway, point is, is I was thinking, I've got to do something to stop the, the snow gathering. And then immediately think the most practical option. Instead of just kicking the snow with my shoe, I should get a small, tiny, balcony-sized snow shovel. <laughs> but then where does that go? Well, that would need to go in its very own small balcony snow box which I would put out there with a lid on so it doesn't fill with snow. I'm not stupid. My plan then, and I'm thinking all this out in my head, my plan then is to let the snow inside the box melt and then build a gutter system going from the balcony, down the side of the building, out onto the street. Bear in mind, I had that idea as someone who turns a box into a panel. The point is, I can't play Hitman. (laughs) Yeah, I could, I could, I definitely see, I definitely see the analogy there. There are lots of ways to go about doing killings. And I have this issue with, with quite a few games where there's like a lot of open-ended stuff. The only reason I do things like make the fear eat poisoned mushrooms in Snake Eater is because I've played that game like 67 times. Um, I, I, I struggle a lot to conceive of other options if I immediately see one direct one. Um, that UK game show Taskmaster, I'd be terrible at it, especially the ones where the, you've got to kind of think subversively, where it's like, ah, turn on the light switch mm-hmm. using these, you know, this bag of fingernails. And then there's some really simple solution where it's like, you know, one of the fingernails is a light switch or something. Yeah. That would be amazing. I, there is, I don't know why I drew that as an example. There's nothing like that at all in Taskmaster, but there should be something like that in every game show. And I say I'm not imaginative. I was just paralyzed for a second by that. My brain, my brain just couldn't process it. it but it's interesting the, the way you bring that up, because that manifests in me to a certain extent also. Now, I will find a solution that I think works within the context of my overall goal for the thing that I am doing. And then once I have set, found that approach... I will use only that approach yes. until such time as I am told, well, that's no longer going to work in the context of this situation to accomplish your goal. So then I will find another one. So that, that's why I'm, you know, the the person who just never changes weapons. I just played Dead Space again. I used the fucking plasma cutter the whole way through the game. Well, I mean, you... You're actually playing Dead Space right if you use the plasma gun the whole way through. Well, I, I, yes, you know, but, but, you know, I'm that way with so many games. I find this weapon is doing great for me. I'm totally fine with that. And that's a big part of the reason Breath of the Wild gets a seven out of 10. This is why I had something of an anxiety attack the last time I streamed a Monster Hunter. I think I mentioned it last last week where I'm like, I, when I didn't know how to use the insect glaive, I was kicking ass. The moment I went on stream and people said, oh no, you do it this way and this way and this way, then it's like, no, I, I was fine jumping around hitting things. That was working for me. Yeah. I'm actually brilliant with the glaive now. Doing all sorts of, of shit jumping up and down. But it takes me a long time to really get intricately into something to see what it all can do Mm. and i think because i I said before about my issue like trying to work out why i liked the first quote-unquote first hitman and not hitman 2 i think it's because yeah the first of the three hitman modern games did hold your hand a lot more and Mm -hmm. that helped me a fuckload and in the other games in, in hitman 2 and 3 
there's still a lot of that. There's a lot of, you know, you walk around, pick up some leads and then follow checkpoint to checkpoint, you know. But once it gets to a point where it's like you're in a room with someone and you know you've got to do something to kill them, but it doesn't, like it just lets you go at certain points where the first one didn't. And that's great for people with practical imaginations, you know, and, and it's nothing the game does wrong. It's, it's, I can't wrap my head around it sometimes. Um, and, and it's purely my own like mental block, which is a shame because those Hitman games are really fucking good. Yeah. Really good. But I refuse to just like shoot things with guns. I want to do the, the clever stuff, but I'm not clever. Not in that way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not clever at killing people. Sue me. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. In, in, you know, in, in some cultures, they value people who aren't good at killing people. Yeah. Fucking, oh, look at me. I'm a hitman speedrunner. Are you? Creep. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great games. And I just, yeah, I, uh, I'll probably try bash me head against that wall with it a little bit more. But that's where I'm at with it. I'm, I, I think I've just maybe had a, an inability. Yeah. Yep. Can relate. Laura, what do you play? Um... The main thing that I've been playing this week is I binged through all of the medium, which is that new game from Bloober Team. I've had very mixed things. Yeah. I had meant to try that before this show, and then I read a review um, at Paste uh, by the lovely Holly Green. Hey! Um, yeah, someone that I, I really genuinely deeply trust when it comes to horror games, uh, and I... I just, oh, this seems tepid, I don't care. Here's the thing. I have really mixed feelings about it, because mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll start with what I liked. So for anyone who's not paid any attention to the medium, it is a eight or so hour long horror game, all about a character who can simultaneously exist in the physical world and the spirit world. And this is done by splitting the screen in half, and you are controlling two versions of the same character, but things will be slightly different in the two versions of the world you're playing. There's some other things mechanically that stretch beyond that. You can astral project, so you can briefly have your spirit self go off somewhere else. Um, if there's, say, like, I can't go here because there's a doorway in the physical world that's locked, but it's not there in the spirit world, I'll go off and do something. But your body sort of wastes away the longer you spend doing that, so you've got time limits on how long you've got to work out that thing that you're going to do just as a spirit. I enjoyed it mechanically. I think that the whole simultaneously experiencing two versions of the world mechanic works. It in places does some interesting stuff with catching something out the corner of your eye because you weren't looking at that half of the screen. Like, oh, I'm, I, I found myself spending most of the time watching the spirit world because that seemed the more visually interesting one. And then I'd suddenly go, what the fuck was that on the physical world that I wasn't paying attention to that just caught in the eye. That works well, I think. That is literally how I live. <laughs> like, it, it's fine, because you and I are working on a, a, an up... Is it out? No, it's it's upcoming. Uh, it's going up on uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah, it'll be up the day after this. So yeah, uh, we, we're doing that episode of Accessibility, your show, yeah. um, on ADHD. That's what it's fucking like. Yeah. I, I'm not listening to this person having a conversation with me because I'm, I'm on the right-hand side of the screen, which is just like <laughs> me in my head thinking, I wonder how I'm going to get that balcony gutter bill. Yeah, and then suddenly, like, oh shit, I was supposed to be paying to that bit as, as well. Yeah, exactly. Better smile than not. Exactly. I think that this game does a good job in terms of building tension and building a mystery and knowing when to 
give answers and when to escalate the the, the tension. Uh, there is a a character that I think gets shown off in the trailers, this sort of ghost of a little girl that I think does a really good job of bringing some levity to scenes and additionally to, like, ahaha, you are the light-hearted character until you say something that suddenly makes my hair stand on end. Like, it, very good effective use of child in horror thing. Right. This being said... I have very, very conflicted feelings about the story of this game. I heard the ending in particular was kind of a... Yeah, without without being spoilery about it, one thing that this game does, and that is a big through line through a lot of its plot lines, is the idea that undergoing abuse will make you a monster who will do abuse to others. And that is a source of some horror in this. And it's kind of gross. Mm. There is an attitude that permeates this game's story in places of, yeah, well, that person who did that horrible thing, they didn't mean to. They Something bad happened to them and it made them be monstrous. It's also a bit blamey of abuse survivors in places. You know, we've had horror games yeah. with, with abuse themes that do not demonize or suggest that abuse, you know, leads to people becoming abusers. We've had horror games doing that since fucking 2001, 2002. Fucking, like, Silent Hill 2 features a whole bunch of that shit. And yet so many of them do this, this, this. And the thing is, each of the individual stories that you sort of go through, I think in isolation, not too bad. It's only when you zoom back and look at the big picture of what connects all those stories that you start to realise what's kind of gross about its attitude. Also, just some notes to make about this game. The most fucking useless content warning I've ever seen in a game. The game starts with a screen that's like, uh, this game was made by a diverse group of people from a diverse set of backgrounds with a diverse set of opinions and uh, tastes. Oh, that makes everything all right. That sounds like a Ubisoft warning. Yeah. yeah, so they go from that into this game, which is a horror game, by the way, this game may have some content that will be scary or upsetting to some people, so you have been warned. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking horror game. You tell me nothing. Like, it's content warning. Be aware that there's content in this game. It fucking... It might as well have not been there. It said nothing of any value. Well, no, what it said is we don't want to be held responsible for... Literally anything in here. So yeah, yeah, it it's. I mean, basically, putting a warning that your horror game's going to have horror in it. Yeah. it. It's like the opposite amount of care and attention given to the warnings needed on Cyberpunk. It's like the opposite. Something that no one ever needed to be warned about versus something that. Shh, what you get people seizures? Yeah. Also, this game does something really weird, where when you finish it, the game it's like a mobile game in that it asks you to give it a review and a rating on the on the Xbox store. Well, yeah. that was yeah, that was something that was we'd had in the news um, yeah. last week, and I think that's interesting. I think it was inevitable. It's just tiny, small, normalizing steps toward integrating the AAA and the mobile market. Just get it all together. Everything's an app. But it's well, it's, it's, sure. And it, but it, at the same time, with how 
poorly designed these systems are from an accessibility standpoint, particularly for developers who are trying to get their products noticed in increasingly cluttered environments, getting that algorithmic bump for relevancy matters to them. Just like the mobile market. That's the, yeah. the problem is... is And I, it's a problem to which I don't see any clear solution. And so it makes it hard for me to condemn you know, Bloober team for being the first ones to say, you know what, we're going there. Conrad, Conrad, wait, 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 wait. The, you don't have a solution to this. The man who sells pins with guillotines on them, you don't have a solution to <laughs> well, okay, this. Right. Because it's always the same answer. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair, fair. Yes, there is a solution to this. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I did some more looking at the mobile market this past sort of year, having looked at some of the games, and I don't like what's coming. Yeah. Because it's always a test bed. I understand why it exists here, and I get it. It doesn't mean it didn't feel weird and uncomfortable. Right. Like, weird and out of place. It's one of those things that doesn't feel like it should be in a game that is being charged money for. And I don't know why I feel that way. Hey, I've been feeling that way about so many things put in games for decades. (laughs) And... We will get used to it because it will happen again and again. So yeah, the the medium mechanically interesting. It did a good job of its mechanics and its tone setting and how it built up its tension. I liked some of its world building. I just I feel very very conflicted and not super great about the story. Would you say your problems are less about the medium than the message? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh... Uh, Conrad, you played anything else this week? I did. So, as I had said, someone else reached out to me. They sent me a direct message on Twitter, um, and I'm going to bring up... Let's see here. It's the uh, the developer of this game, uh, Yakov Batuzov. I apologize for mangling that. But they sent me this game, uh, and I'm going to mangle the title of this, or the pronunciation of this, too. Uh, Dom Rusalok. Mm. It is a point-and-click adventure game that I would probably most readily compare to a Stranger Things in terms of its tone and characters and its uh, approach to nostalgia. But rather than it being the American 80s, it is um, a post-Soviet Russia in the mid-90s. And I I have issues with the game from a design perspective. Um, it, It is... An adventure game that clearly needed a little more the depth into its approach. Um, nothing's moon logic at least. Uh, everything makes contextual sense. There's a little bit of, you know, having to pick around in the environment to find the highlighted thing that you interact with. The UX isn't always the clearest. But it is a really interesting piece. A very strong it vibes uh to it yeah visually it utilizes a lot of um like low res sprite interpretations of what feel like you know photographic images of environments it does some neat de-resing of video and and so forth to put it in the graphical context that it's in that's kind of cool and it's just an interesting setting now uh i did very quickly 
reach a point where I was like, you know, this is really just a lot of carry this one thing back and forth across or carry this thing across an environment to another point where you get another item, carry across the environment to another point, And it's all just sort of, uh, all right, fine. And at one point I was like, all right, well, I don't know where I'm supposed to go next. I just went to the walkthrough and I'm so glad I did. In fact, I would strongly encourage there is a walkthrough. If you decide to play this, there is uh, one on Steam uh, to accompany it that also provides uh, some interesting context to a lot of the Russian cultural artifacts that are present in it. It's neat. Uh, I'm not quite done. I'm in the last probably 10 minutes of it. I just couldn't manage to wrap it up before uh, the show. Mm. It, it's definitely something to to sort of look at. Yeah. As a a game type I'm familiar with, a genre of fiction I'm very familiar with and have a lot of basis in uh, being presented from a cultural perspective that is both within my lifetime and yet alien in a lot of ways. It's really pretty interesting. Uh, also, epilepsy warning. In the product description... And in the game itself, Whoa. so instantly better than Cyberpunk. So that's that. That's Dom Rusalok, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would take a look at it. It's it's pretty neat. Uh, Jim, have you played anything else this week? Such a milf. I have played <laughs> more Monster Hunter. I think that's the only one. The only other. No, 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 no. The, the thoughts on that are the same. Um, I played that because I know you played it as well. Uh, Destruction All Stars. Conrad, where do you get a good spicy bean burger in town? Um, I don't know. I don't even know what is a spicy bean burger. It just suddenly hit me. I'd love a bean burger that is spicy. Is, it, is it, a bean burger? Is that like a vegetarian patty? Or is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's made of all like beans. Usually some red beans and other beans in there. So and, and you want and you want a spicy one? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll have a bean burger if it's a good proper bean burger. But the best ones are spicy, aren't they? Well, the bar we like has a, a pretty good um, Beyond Burger. Okay, I'll have a look at that then next yeah. time I'm there. But yeah, Destruction All Stars. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Um, yeah, we could we could talk about video games we, if you we want. Could talk about a video game. <laughs> yeah, I played a bit this morning. You know, I, I looked at it and thought, right, this is a hero-based uh, microtransaction online multiplayer game. Does it have a character with they them pronouns? Yep, there they are. Which is good to see. Yeah. But this non-binary character doesn't wear a mask. Yeah. And that, my friends. Is the revolution? It's, it's kind of nice, huh? They're a non-binary character. No mask. No, no other dehumanizing, like, like de-identifying elements with, with a face. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's a game that just has a non-binary character. A non-binary human with no obscuring of that. However, <laughs> this is immediately undermined by the fact that the character has supportive, wealthy parents. Therefore, <laughs> I cannot relate. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I've been playing a bit of this. Um, this is one of those games I would never have paid any attention had it released the way it was originally planned to. This was going to be a paid day one PS5 game. I'm glad they didn't charge for it. Yeah. Would not have cared for it if it had been charged for or if it had been at launch. But I'm like, yeah, a little way after launch when I'm done with Moon Over Demon Souls and whatnot. Yeah, I'll take this on PS Plus. And I've had fun with one specific mode of this game. Yeah. The default game mode where it is just, it, for anyone who's not aware of it, it's a game about bashing your cars against other cars to get points and you do lots of car damage. 
Um, I like the mode that is just bash your cars against other people's cars for points. I tried the next mode in there. It's not good. The second mode the game has is this one where you're on a big circular platform and you only have a single life and you're trying to not get knocked off of the platform or fall down any holes in the platform. Yeah. And it feels really antithetical to the the design of the game because all of your mechanics are about make my car do collisions, but the way to win that that mode is to avoid collisions at all costs because they will damage your vehicle and risk you getting knocked in a hole. Like, the way to to win that game is to go stand up on one of the floating platforms where the cars start from and go, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna bother with all you lot. Well, sounds great. But I like the one with, I like the mode where it's actually about bashing into people. See, I played that one. It's, it's, I mean, the game's basically Destruction Derby. Yeah. You know, Destruction Derby with a few little extras or Twisted Metal with a lot few extras. I played a couple rounds. I played some of the, the, the regular smashy one and then I played the team-based one that's just, you know, more smashy, but you bank yeah. points in the middle. I think I'm done. I think I, it's fine. It's, yeah, you can hit cars with your car, and then there's some really bargain basement customization stuff that's, you know, being propped up by microtransactions. And the rest of it is just, I don't know. I, I had a couple rounds and was like, well, I think this is it, isn't it? I mean, there's very little to it is I think the biggest problem is it, it really feels like, hey, we've got one thing and they, they've said already they've got a year of roadmap for adding stuff to it. I'm like, I won't be around in a year. Yeah. I won't be playing this in a year. I won't be playing this tomorrow. Yeah. There's only one mode that I really seem to enjoy and the matches last maybe four or five minutes and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing that ag- doing that again. And here's the thing, when I'm doing it, I enjoy it. Um, I like some of the differentiation between the vehicles. Um, there's a character, Hannah, who has a cool sword blade in the front of, of their car that can, like, if you bash into another car, it, it chops them right in half with a single bash, which is really fun. Yeah. I like the simplicity of the, the, the controls. It is just, you know, you've got accelerate and, and brake, you've got your analog stick to move, and then the right stick is bash to the side or bash forward on a slight cooldown so you can't spam it. I've had fun. I just... Don't feel like I have anything interesting to say about yeah. it other than... I mean, it's if I've got ten minutes and I kind of want to play a video game and I don't want to get into anything else, I could maybe see myself jumping in for like two rounds of this yeah. and forgetting about it again. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, yeah, couple rounds, don't think about it again. That that really is the... I, I played it feeling no emotion, no high, no low, just I am playing a video game and this is the video game I am playing. The character models and, and car designs and everything is just... There have been so many of, of, of these games that have these colourful, like, wacky characters that just look like they could be thrown into any one of these dozens of... Whether whether it's Apex Legends or Bleeding Edge or... or like, it's... <sighs> bored of it. I feel like the problem for me is that within a day or so of it coming out, I already feel like I've been completely eclipsed in skill by a lot of people playing online. And I'm not going to win matches. And it doesn't have any kind of mechanics that would level the playing field if you have fallen behind. There's this situation that can arise where you've got like two minutes left and it's like, oh, the person in first place has like has like 60 points more than me and I'm not going to catch them up. I guess I'll just keep going for a minute. But like it, it feels like there is not much in the way of here is a thing that might give you a chance to catch up. Well, there's there's nothing. It's it's. 
get really good at, at ramming another car or not. Like that's it. And I'm, I'm all right at it, but there are better games. This is the thing. If you're going to do a simple repetitive thing, do it the best, be the best at it. Otherwise, why would I bother? If I want vehicular combat, dozens of games over decades. If I just want multiplayer combat, dozens of games released yesterday. <laughs> um, the, the character models are all sort of, again, as I say, sort of generic, interchangeable. When I say generic, they're generic insofar as so many art styles look like this now. Mm. Any single one you could point out and say, that's an imaginative character. But style-wise, it's it's everything in that level is is underway like this is this is another bleeding edge just with cars this time it, it'll probably get a bit of a, a a higher sort of dose of attention being on ps5 and, and sony backs and all of this and, and the the ps plus thing will help it um i don't know whether it'll do well or not if not for playstation plus i would say this thing will not be around for their for the end of their fucking roadmap <sighs> the only thing that that makes me hedge my bet there is anyone can play it if they've got plus ps plus is the main reason i think that this might it's one of very few new playstation 5 exclusive multiplayer games and everyone's getting it for free with ps plus that might be enough to keep it going for a bit yes yes and again i don't hate it i want to be clear like i've had like when i'm in a match i have had fun i just come away from it and go i will question the taste of an emerging Destruction All-Stars fandom if it rakes in Fall Guys money off those microtransactions for that shit. Mm. I had a look at the customization. You know, I always have a look at what, what, what the little economies and things are like. And fucking hell. It's like the Avengers thing. It's just like, oh, it's just some shitty recolors and... and if, it, if, it, if people are spending money on this game, oh, they need to have a word with themselves. Yeah. Why would you? Other stuff in, in game stuff this week. Conrad, after your recommendation the other week, I started playing Double Kick Heroes. Mm. I enjoyed what I played of that game. I will say my feelings about it changed really quite quick because mm. I had fun at the weekend playing it. And then like literally the next day, all of that stuff about Marilyn Manson um, came to the surface. Mm. And he's the fucking first NPC you find in the game. Is Oh, really? Is, yeah, is definitely not Marilyn Manson at the uh, at a petrol station is the first NPC you bump into. Ooh. And that that feels very different a couple of days later. Yeah, I when I heard that news, color me shocked. Color me completely surprised that the guy who was doing Lolita aesthetic in the mid-2000s and has been sued by everybody who has ever worked with him is a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so I was prepared, I was pretty well prepared for it, but it's deeply unfortunate. The timing of it was very like, oh, that's clearly a Marilyn Manson character. I've just said, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, mechanically... I I had fun. I like the fact that it is a music rhythm game where the individual notes you don't have to hit you don't have to hit a specific button for a specific note. Yeah, uh, there's some nice freedom to that, and I think that that definitely makes the uh, multitasking aspect of having to see where you're firing your shots easier to manage. Mm-hmm. Mechanically, quite fun. I still don't understand why any game that is ever about rock music or metal feels the need to, like, shit on other genres as much as as they do. Like, everyone (laughs) does this. Like, 
within five minutes of starting this game, they'd made a joke about, oh, oh metal's saving us from the zombies. Good thing we didn't start some kind of shitty synthwave band. Well, they're always so aggrieved all the time, I find. They just have such a need to be like, ours is the only good genre of music. Yeah, yeah. And I find it really hard to... As soon as like a character in, in a piece of media has that kind of attitude, I suddenly care a whole lot less about their plight. So I'm like, you, you just... You, I, I'm just not into it. <laughs> Mechanically fun. Yeah. Anyone played anything else this week? I have not. No. Well, I, that's pretty much me done. Yeah, uh, we got a couple of news stories. Um... One of which I think is very important for us to touch on. This this news comes to us from gamesindustry.biz. Activision Blizzard says, interviewing diverse candidates for every opening, unworkable. Would you like some more information on this story? I honestly, no, I, I legitimately would not. I would not. I would yeah. very much not like to hear mealy-mouthed executives come up with a wide range of logistical excuses for why they can't put people of yeah. minority status into positions of power. Yeah. Stop giving Bobby Kotick millions of dollars a year and you greedy, tax-avoiding fuckfaces yeah. will have some money. Oh, wait, <sighs> you've already got lots of money. Yeah. I fucking give you some every year. I'll tell you how we got here. So there, there was a there was a, a proposal made um, to their, their board of directors. Basically, shareholders had a proposal and they were like, hey... What we would like as shareholders in your company is literally every time you do a hiring round, just one diverse candidate make it to to the interview stage. Just ask someone to come in. Yeah, you don't have to hire a diverse candidate for every role. We're not even asking that. We're just asking just face to face with someone who isn't a cis, straight, able-bodied white guy. Just have one one diverse candidate that you 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 have a conversation with and see whether they're good and blah 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 fast moving industry blah 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 no then they they refuse to commit to a single fucking diverse candidate yeah i mean that let's not beat around the bush they may have said they can't but that's not what they said they said they wouldn't yes when they say they can't they're saying that they don't want to interview different people yeah it's that simple they want people who are okay with the shit activision does i'm not gonna read you their whole mealy-mouthed bullshit but i'm gonna read you two sentences here's one from the start of their response we value the diversity of the activision blizzard community we just don't want to improve it yeah <laughs> uh, and then they skip over to why they're not doing it well, in order to deliver epic and engaging entertainment for a diverse global audience... <laughs> hang on, hang on. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All you right, know what? Sorry. I'm not even going to sarcastically laugh. No. <laughs> that makes me genuinely angry. Yeah. Because yeah. not only is it not true, not only is it the same fucking excuse we hear time and time again from these people, it's got nothing the fuck to do with this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like... The, the way they're positioning it is if we spent extra time finding diverse candidates, then we would spend less time making the games that diverse players enjoy. So really, that would be hurting diverse people. I could find you candidates in one tweet, you fucks. And, and what 
games. Yeah. And can we take them seriously if they're not taking into account the voices of diverse people? Well, that's it. What What are these epic games you're making that they're just coming from the same brain trust you've had running things forever? You see, their problem is, is they, they'll have no problem hiring a diverse team in positions of limited power and possibly maximum like exposure for their PR. But they, they, this is about hiring diverse people at every position they interview for. And that is what they don't want. So there is an update to this story that I, that makes it all the worse. Oh, good. Oh, uh, which it, I hadn't seen this until literally just now. The new reason they've given in an updated oh, statement reason. is it's not that we object to hiring diverse candidates for all our positions. Wow. But we don't know how we would uh, apply these practices in all of the countries we operate in, which to me sounds like... There are certain countries in which we couldn't convince. Yeah. We can't get away with hiring women and gays in certain countries. Therefore, we won't agree to this as a company practice. Maybe those are countries you would be wise to reconsider your business relationship with. You would think. Well, be careful, be careful. They might be countries they have tax havens in. We don't know. Yeah. There might be some banks there they do very good business with. Fucking hell, den of vipers and thieves, literal ones of our money. They rob the nation. Activision Blizzard robs the nation, and it won't even interview. Yeah, it won't even in. It won't even get as far as fucking interviews while it's robbing us all blind. Give me a job interview. I've paid enough. <laughs> Other news. Google's stopping making games for Stadia already. I'm like, shocked. They've already given up on Stadia game development. I'm trying to find the the position where I'm. I swear I gave it a year. Um, I, I, I yeah, I gave it six months to a year when it launched. And yeah, it's to be clear, they they claim that they're going to keep Stadia going <laughs> with third party content. Oh oh sure, and the 3DS never replaced the DS, and the Switch won't replace the 3DS. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, let me find the, the statement. Phil Harrison said that the decision was influenced by the amount of time and money needed to develop high-end video games. Because <laughs> they didn't know. Yeah, st- Google were like, hey, let's make a, let's like start making video games. Wait, video games how, cost how fucking much to make? Oh my god, they've got, they went in with the same, oh my god, they went in with the same level of experience. No, less experience than the people who throw up their, their Unity games for a hundred and, you know, the hundred and fifty bucks Steam Direct fee. Cause at least that's a cost they can eat. That's what Google, if Google wanted to get into the fucking game development game, it should have gotten Unity, bought a bunch of assets and done it that way. And it would have exhibited more experience and skill in the market it was trying to penetrate. And this goes as far back as, as them saying that their system will work because everyone's got access to high-speed fucking broadband. It's just like, oh, people can improve. Oh, they, like, they think, they think that we have to meet their demands. Rather than they have to meet our demands. It's no wonder they thought they could just fart a video game out. Yeah, apparently the same happened with Amazon's uh, game development arm that were trying to make games. Uh, I believe it was a Bloomberg report that basically said the exact same thing. said, A... 
the people hiring for positions didn't really know how to make video games and what they were doing and just hired people who like worked on wildly differing genres and you know you should you should interview device uh, diverse people for those positions they might be able to tell you stuff about yeah. the industries you're yeah. trying to conquer and yeah. that is one of the unfortunate footnotes of this story too is yeah. that jade raymond was running this shit she's gone she's leaving uh google entirely and hopefully she goes on and runs another studio and but yeah that's it's a shame yeah and it's one that everyone saw come like that's of course nobody except i guess google unless there's some producer's style tax scheme this whole thing was part of no one is surprised like nobody Maybe, maybe the whole thing was some like like elaborate prank played on Phil Harris. Ah. <laughs> uh, also, you know that Resident Evil demo that got put up recently. Mm. That you can go play. <laughs> Everyone likes the tall vampire lady. Everyone. Everyone likes the tall vampire lady. She's so tall, and her hat is so big. Everyone is so horny for the tall vampire lady that the art director for the game had to put out a text image uh, statement saying uh, we we were all uh, a little bit surprised how much you uh, you got you got all the big horny for the for the the vampire lady but we hear you we've got all the information you need right here she's 9 foot 6 inches tall oh, there you go everyone they know what they're doing oh yeah they were very specific they were like she's 9 foot 6 inches in her hat and high heels and it's like mm, yeah of course you would include the hat and high heels in the high. Oh, of course. Like, how, why would you not? I swear. I swear the next thing they'll do is be like, oh, you know, we were just we were just rummaging through the, the concept art for for uh, Resident Evil Village available soon. And look at the <laughs> look at this concept art we've got of some feet. <laughs> They're very hard to draw, aren't they, feet? So we thought we'd show you a whole bunch of our foot pics. Uh, I love the thought because reading this statement, if you take it word for word how it's written, it makes it sound like some intern had to go and have a very awkward conversation with the higher-ups. Like, they're all making the game and this intern comes in and goes, um, so I've been reading the internet and everyone <laughs> wants to fuck our villain. <laughs> and I... Uh, and they're just there thinking, God damn it, we, we tried not to make this one sexy, we thought everyone was going after Jack Baker. Fuck, we've got it wrong! Ah. <laughs> uh. This, this game's got something for everyone on the monster fucker spectrum. Do you like <laughs> big, tall vampire ladies? Do you like men turning into werewolves? We've got something for everyone. There's a lot. It's, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm liking this sense that they're following what they did with Seven in terms of tone. Yeah. Where it's camp, still creepy and scary, but camp with these like affable uh, villains um, that brings a little bit of the B-movie charm that the older ones had, but with, you know, modern concessions to our need for irony. Oh, um, but I, I'm really liking this. The, the, the idea of doing some quote-unquote old-fashioned horror but in their way, um, so vampires, werewolves, witches, all that kind of in- Halloween-y imagery um, has me very excited for this, very much. Yeah, I think that's that's the bulk of it. There's a couple of quick headlines. There was a GoldenEye uh, re- remake for Xbox Live that never that got made and never got released because of uh, rights disputes. I, I remember the, the constant rumours about it back in the day. Yeah, so it's real. Um, a two-hour, like, full playthrough of it went up earlier this week on YouTube, and now the files are out there and you can play it in Xbox emulators. 
blah, blah, blah. That's a song from that. It looks like a very faithful remake. They they do a nice little intro where they show you the old character models and then they morph into ones that look much more like the actual characters from the film. I messed around and played a little bit of it. It is a nicer way to play GoldenEye and it can be done on PC, so that's cool. And you know there were rumours for a while that Nintendo was, uh, that, that Netflix was going to have a live action Zelda series? Vaguely. <laughs> yeah, there, there were, there were, there were rumours and there were reports about it like several years ago. Justin messaged me about this the other day yeah so fucking angry he was so <laughs> yeah. fucking angry yeah so apparently that wasn't the only thing in the works um adam conover who's someone who used to work at college humor on a podcast talked about like oh hey like some college humor folks were supposed to be doing a claymation Star Fox show and the zelda thing was was in the works and when that news got leaked nintendo freaked the fuck out and panicked and just backed out of making either show that yeah, this is. He was very angry. How is Nintendo still in business? And fair point. I mean, a Netflix Zelda show is money. It's just money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is simply money. Like the Castlevania one, by all accounts, has done pretty well. That's Castlevania. Zelda, you will be so rich, you will have to call yourself rich person, right? That's how rich you'll be. I, I and the. the they got spooked, so they didn't. Like, is that a reason to... I mean, that is exactly what Nintendo does. Nintendo is skittish. Yeah, I mean, is it, you know, or it's it's one of those petulant, well, you know, fuck you, words out now, was going to be our thing to, to do, I and mean, we can't do it in the way we want to do it now, so screw it, we're taking our ball and going home. Well, I was going to say, like, the, the, the great paradox of my being infuriated at, at their at least surface-level bad business sense is... I also, by virtue of my very belief system, I also have to completely respect them burning money on principle or just because it was spoiled and they got scared. Because every other company I see willing to literally burn planet Earth for three bucks. Yeah. And Nintendo will not release a Zelda Netflix show because some people found out about it. I mean... There are rich people that still do murders after people find out that it's going to happen. So, on on principle, God, fuck you, Nintendo, but you magnificent bastards. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for this week. I think that's everything we had on the list. Uh, yeah, I think that's plenty, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Laura. Me. At the time... We talk, it's a big day for you tomorrow, but when this goes out, it will be an even bigger day because it will be the big day. It's an exciting time. You are a book writer and other things. Yeah, and one of them's going to be out the day you're listening to this, if you listen to it the day it goes up. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, that book I've been talking about for fucking years, is finally officially going to be out tomorrow. It's a coffee table book. It's got butts. It's got images of butts. It's got words about butts. It's all the butt-based intellectualism you could hope for. Do you want to do you want to know about Mike Bithell's Thomas Was Alone and how the game's entire plot is about butts? Or do you want to read about how there's a man who works on Conan Exiles who gives all the monsters really detailed buttholes? Do you want to learn those facts? Go check that book out. It's things I learned from Mario's butt. You can get it in multiple book purchasing places. I've seen some people in some countries unable to find physical stock uh, of the book. You may be better going for the UK retailer Waterstones. Uh, They will ship internationally. 
Uh, that might be the best way to get it physically if you can't find it in your country. But yep, things I learned from Mario's butt. That comes out February 4th, the day that this podcast goes up. I've been working on this book for fucking years. I'm excited to finally just have it out there. Ah, I do other stuff. Laura K. Buzz. But that's the that's the big one. If you're listening to this on Thursday, check out twitch.tv slash Laura K. Buzz because I will probably be doing some live streaming uh, book launch stuff because... I had planned to have a physical launch event until COVID happened, so I'll do... I'm going to probably do some stuff on Twitch. I have some dramatic readings and some stuff going on, so check that out. Conrad, what do you do? Um, mm, God. Well, uh, I do stuff on the internet. Uh, I do streams on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thatconradzimmerman, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, I think that's 7 p.m. UK. Uh, I make anti-capitalist propaganda that you can buy at pinfultruth.com, and I make audiobooks at conradreads.com, and uh, let's see, what else do I do? Oh, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash fistshark. Uh, Jim! You have a Patreon, don't you? Let me get a scotch egg. Uh, yes, I've got a Patreon. Are you ordering from that restaurant? Fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. Fuck yeah. Um, where was I? All I can think about now is pies. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patreon.com um, slash Jimquisition. You can go there, support the show, this podcast and everything. Keeps the business running, doesn't it? Um, I do Twitch streaming. I basically started at least doing Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, I've managed to maintain that for a couple of weeks, so that's sort of a schedule. Um, and um, I want to try and do other stuff in the week, but that's at least so far the, the the closest thing to a defo. Other than that, it's just you know, you know, just tell me what a sexy librarian I am on social media, and I'll be happy. Don't even have to pay me for that. I'll, I'll take that in trade, uh, and we'll see you next time. Milf out. <laughs>